0: Our reading today is from John 13, starting at verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, just, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean. though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he'd finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash each other's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things... You'll be blessed if you do them.
1: Father, speak to us today from your heart to ours. Holy Spirit, you're welcome, amen. Amen. So, short people, short people. (laughs) (laughs) So today I'm gonna be talking about Jesus, bold humility in an insecure world. Uh, as As a black woman, I am constantly being put in boxes and stereotyped. And I think this is something we can all relate to, because at some point in your life, you've been frustrated at being underestimated. As an African, I'm constantly either chasing a narrative, but mostly running away from one. Deconstructing, constructing, and correcting narratives can be exhausting. I'm sure you understand. So when I was young, I decided, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this. Because I love to laugh. (laughs) And I also, I love a good prank as well. So something that would happen to me is that I would be in a restaurant or at a party, and people would naturally assume that I'm service staff, or I'm, I'm there because I'm working there. And I would play along. I would wholeheartedly engage, like sincerely, ask them questions about allergies, if they order a steak, I'm like, do you want it medium well? <laughs> really get, I mean, I committed myself to this thing. Sandra Bullock had nothing on me. <laughs> and then I would make sure that this person would watch me walk away and go and sit down at my table. Another example would be um, when I, I would be in a supermarket or a, or a grocery store or a shop, and people would assume that I'm there because I work there. So they'd stop me and ask me things like, oh, how much is that? Or um, where can I get the whatever? But I would always respond. I wouldn't let it go. I would always respond. And so if someone asked me, how much is that? I would say with enthusiasm, oh, my gosh, it's your lucky day. (laughs) Buy one, get one free. Bogo! (laughs) (laughs) And if someone was like, oh, do you know where the cheese is? Even if I knew where the cheese was, I would deliberately send them to, like, the bakery section. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But it all came to an abrupt end when I heard a a sermon on Jesus washing the disciples' feet. You see, Jesus lived with bold humility. And what I had to learn in embracing my salvation, I had to balance sin and grace in my life. So on one side, I realized that I was a sinner, and this humbled me, I felt humbled. But at the same time, because of grace, I had this boldness because I had a value, and the value wasn't based on my greatness, the value was based on grace, grace. God's riches at Christ's expense, grace. Blew my mind. So today, oh, so this the story of, um, well the story of the Last Supper, rather, you find it in all four Gospels, but this particular story of Jesus watching his disciples' feet, you only find this in the Gospel of John, and Many people who love this gospel and theologians who who talk about it have emphasized how this theme of love reverberates again and again in this gospel. Keep that in mind as we talk. This afternoon, I want to talk about five things that Jesus did when he washed his disciples' feet that teach us today how to live with bold humility. The first thing is that Jesus was motivated by love. Verse one, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So I've been trying to think of a, an adequate contemporary comparison to washing of feet. And it's, it's pretty hard to beat. There are very few things that are that intense and involved. But something that came to mind is something that's very close to my heart. I'm the mother of two young children. And if you're a mother, or you have a mother, you understand that motherhood is God's work. I've had to do some pretty humbling things (laughs) for my small children. And um, I remember a time when our our oldest daughter was a baby. We had an emergency situation, and I witnessed her dad clear mucus from her nostrils by sucking it out with his mouth. I mean, I stood there aghast, with like a bulb syringe in one hand and saline solution in the other, and just like, Lord, what is happening? <laughs> but uh, he saved the day, and it needed to be done. You see, as parents of small children uh, and babies, we do a lot of really gross things in the name of love, but that's what love is like. It bulldozes self-importance, title achievements, achievement, self-preservation, all in the name or the act of service. So, because Jesus was motivated by love, he was able to wash his disciples' feet. Because he knew that this this act, it was an expression of love. He was even able to wash Judas' feet, knowing full well what Judas was about to do. He got down and washed the feet of someone who he knew was going to betray him. Love allows us to serve in impossible and challenging situations. It gives us the capacity to be humble. So a question I had to ask myself, and a question I wanna ask you, is what is motivating you to serve others? Is it praise? Is it honor? Is it wanting to be great? Or is it love? The second thing is that Jesus was secure in his identity. Verse three, Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God. So we live in a world where identity is rooted in achievements, social status, um, awards, and titles. And the idea of servant leadership is so fringe that there's even a reality TV show about it. The TV show is called Undercover Boss. For those of you who haven't watched it, spoiler alert, okay? So the premise is that you have like an executive in high management, who's not very well-known, or an owner of a company, who's also not very well-known, and they go undercover in their own company to get to know the staff and learn about their personal challenges and professional challenges. If you're into reality TV, it's quite entertaining, but the, thing, the irony is that the thing that makes it entertaining is that the whole time you're watching it, you are fully aware that this guy scrubbing the toilets, he's a millionaire. And that lady mopping the floor, she's the majority shareholder. In fact, there's something a little bit um, suspicious about how cheerfully and how enthusiastically they do these really like gross and like simple tasks. You'll have this guy scrubbing the toilets of a hotel and he's like, (laughs) and you know, because he knows, we're all fully aware, what he's doing doesn't define him. This is not who he is, it's not his identity, it's just something that he's doing. So this counterintuitive element of this show is what makes it, makes it intriguing, but it's also the thing, it also gives us a great example of how when you are secure and confident in your identity, you can do something that is almost the opposite of something that is not demanded of you and your title. Jesus knew his identity came from God. He was secure in who God said he was and who God said Jesus was. So he was, and he knew that no one could take that away from him. No one could take that, what God had given him away from his identity. He knew that by washing the disciples' feet, he didn't compromise himself or diminish himself in any way. Question time. How are your insecurities stopping you from serving others today? Are you thinking that something is too beneath you to do? Maybe are you concerned about what other people think of you if you do that? The third thing is that Jesus demonstrated leadership practically. So the washing washing of feet was a very common like Middle Eastern hospitality custom, and I feel like I just need to unpack this, if you know it, be patient. Because for me, when someone says washing feet, I think pedicure or foot spa, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not always going on here. <laughs> this wasn't like a complimentary service of relaxation. Um, it was something that needed to be done, because in biblical times, people wore open sandals made of, made of hide, animal skin and they got pretty grimy, everything got stuck to it, and then it would rub onto your feet, it was pretty icky. But the problem wasn't the sandals, the problem was what the sandals were stepping in. Okay? So on the roads, dirty, dirty dusty, animal poop everywhere. <laughs> A compromise to non non-existent sewer system. You can just, you know, fill in the details. People are walking around, open shoes. So. Washing people's feet was something that needed to be done for hygiene reasons. But to further complicate matters, when people ate, they were reclining. So feet were at the same level as food. So you would see why, even aesthetically, this is something that needs to be done. But it was only done by servants. It was never done by important people. In fact, it was seen as something that was almost humiliating. and. I think in the story what really amplifies the fact that this is something that people didn't want to do because they felt like they were losing something from themselves, is the fact that even though this is a custom, everyone knows why this is done, it's done at every meal, none of the disciples volunteered to do it. They all thought it was beneath them, not one. And I think that when you consider that you have a room full of people who understand a custom, who know that it must be done, but don't do it, it speaks to the fact that this is something that they think is so low that they, they shouldn't be doing it. In fact, the disciples did quite the opposite. <laughs> In Luke, we're told that a dispute rose among them about who the, great, the greatest amongst them would be. So they're sitting there having an argument about, like, who's the greatest. And in Luke 22, Jesus settles the dispute by asking them, who's greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who's at the table? But I am amongst you as the one who serves. So John then elaborates on this story by telling us this on this account, by telling us the story of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And he says, motivated by love, secure in who he was, Jesus left his position for an act of service. So this is a humbling foreshadowing of what Christ is about to do at the cross. Here's someone who is in an elevated position. This is the king of kings and he steps down from this position so that he can come and do an act of service and wash the disciples' feet. So what John shows us is that because of Jesus' love and his love for his disciples, he decided to demonstrate his greatness by washing their feet and an act of service. What challenged me here, my question for you, Are you stepping out of your position or your title? Are you getting up from your seat? Are you getting out of your comfort zone to serve others, to show others the greatness of God? Uh, The fourth thing is that Jesus laid aside title, took up a towel, and girded himself. I'm gonna ask my husband to come and help me with some, some prop. You know, I lo- like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visual learner, so I love to do this. <laughs> okay, so, here in Oxford, many of us know we're big on robes, okay? The length, the color, the ribbon, like, it's a big thing for us. And what robes represent for us are titles. Anyone who's been to an academic event knows that when you walk in, you scan the room, you see a robe, you know. You know what's up, right? No one has to tell you, that's a that and that's a this. But what did Jesus do? He took off his garment. We're gonna keep this PG, don't worry. (laughs) He took off his garment. He laid it aside, his title. He then took a towel, you can do this babe. Wrapped it around himself. Lost the title, he's put on a towel, and then he girds himself. So he like, you know, you tuck it in, because you're about to do some work, so you make sure that this thing is secure. Just stay there for two two seconds. So, (laughs) how do we lay aside our garments? We lay aside our garments by putting aside what we think makes us important. Right? Our status, our academics, our socio-economic landing, what we know, who we are. He then takes up a towel. How do we take up a towel? When you take up a towel, you adopt a servant heart. He's no longer the title. That not, that's no longer, I mean, he still is, but you know, like the title's been put to the side. He's taken a, and a servant heart because he's about to do some work. And then he girds himself, right? So we are... we we prepare ourselves to experience something challenging. Foot washing is not easy. It was like, oh, look at those grimy feet, corns, calluses, here I go. This is gonna be tough. You know, this is gonna be some hard work. And so when we we put on our adopter uh, servant's heart, when we adopt a servant's heart, and we wrap the towel and tuck it in, we're preparing ourselves to experience something challenging. Thanks, babe. Can we give this (laughs) magnificent man a hand? So my question for you today, are you into titles or are you into towels? The fifth thing that Jesus did is that he demanded authentic humility. Verse six of this chapter, then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. So authentic humility. You have to be humble enough to wash feet, but you also have to be humble enough to have your feet washed. Some people are so comfortable with serving, but they get so awkward when other people try and serve them, For some people, it's easier for them to decide the terms and context of how they will humble themselves rather than allow God to show them what real humility looks like. Peter, for example, I mean, he had no idea. He thought washing Jesus' feet was how to be humble. And when Jesus said, no, no, don't wash my feet, he then overcorrected. Because what he didn't understand is that Jesus was trying to teach him how to humble himself, how Peter should and could humble himself before God. As we walk through life, we can experience a lot of dirt and dust. Rejection, neglect, prejudice, ignorance. And our feet can get encrusted with with shame, with pride, and with insecurity. Having our feet washed and washing other people's feet allows us to walk humbly with each other, but more important, as the the prophet Micah says, to walk humbly with God. So the problem with pranking people in my youth is that that humility was not authentic. I was just playing a role, but fully aware that I was playing a role, right? just like the guy in, um, or the lady in Undercover Boss. I present, I I was acting as if I was bold, but really, my behavior was rooted in an insecurity, and an insecurity only grace could heal. So, the challenge this week. My challenge for me and for all of us (laughs) is that this week, let's try to imitate Jesus in his bold humility. By one, being motivated by love. Two, being secure in who we are in Christ. Three, demonstrating love, getting out of our comfort zone. Four, dropping titles, picking up towels. And five, allowing God to show us how to be humble in an authentic way. God bless you all. Amen.